0: Hi everyone. Welcome to Cybersecurity Career Talks, where cybersecurity experts from around the world help others in their journey. I have two cybersecurity gurus who have been hugely successful in their IT careers and have transitioned to cybersecurity where their opinions are highly sought after. Today we will learn how they managed to transition from IT to a cybersecurity career and what worked for them and what did not work and knowing what they know now, what changes would they make? If you're planning to launch your cybersecurity career and have questions, this is the right place for you. But before we begin, let me start with a disclaimer. The views expressed in this presentation and during the session are the personal opinions of the participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of their respective employers. This discussion is a volunteer-led effort to contribute to the profession and pay forward the many kindnesses and instances of support and guidance that the participants have received during the course of their career. I have with me Paula Anderson-Slotter and Dr. Sashi Polipaka uh, and I am your host, your coach and your friend for taking you on, a, on your uh, journey to cybersecurity career, Nilofa Tamboli. Paula, so, so Paula is a friend, but she has an amazing career in, and a very successful career in IT as well as cybersecurity. Uh, Paula has over 20 years of experience in IT software engineering in many roles and currently manages enterprise security risk teams, specializing in risk assessments of new tools and technology initiatives. She has been in security information risk management for over three years, assessing risk in Fortune 50 systems development. She started her career as a DBA as well as specializing in business process automation and system design. She, le- she learned programming and stri- scripting languages and is a Solaris and Windows system admin. She then moved to managing development teams and has over 10 years experience managing critical business systems. For example, B2B, e-commerce, internet of things, ERP, HR, it- it's SEM and network traffic. In these roles, she has driven security solutions in her area like centralized identity management, data obfuscation, vulnerability scanning, security enablement and audit management. Paula has a Bachelor of Science in management information systems and a Master of Business Administration in IT technology security. She has a CISA and an Open Fair uh, certification, which is the hottest certification right now in quantitative risk assessment. And our next guest today is Dr. Sarshi Polipaka. He is an information risk management professional with over 20 years of experience in various capacities in IT telecom industry. He has, he has been a security risk analyst for past 10 years and manages risk associated with systems, applications that serve the information storage processing and needs of a fortune 50 company. Sashi so started his career in the IT industry as a business analyst and moved on to become a technical services project manager responsible for the execution of large enterprise projects while in- involving multiple teams, systems and applications. His responsibilities in his current role include managing sensitive and highly confidential uh, information in accordance with legal industry and corporate security control requirements. So let's start. And I'm your host, your coach, your friend, who's going to take you and help you along on your cybersecurity career journey. Thank you. So our agenda for today is transition, how, how, how Sashi and Paula uh, transition to a cybersecurity career and factors required to break into cybersecurity, the education experience and certifications. And I am very sorry, uh, Dr. I, I, I did not address you properly.
1: Oh, no, no problem, Paula. Thank you for the introduction. No problem.
0: You're welcome. So uh, Paula, um, what made you pursue a career in cybersecurity from IT? Because you were, you were really doing well over there. And so what made you uh, make that uh, move?
2: Well, as you can see, I've made a lot of changes over my career because I'm always looking for a new challenge. And I had a lot of experience uh, in my IT career in security areas. So I really wanted to look and you know, get a deep dive and be in cybersecurity so I could really get a good feel for what is cybersecurity and get and, and emerge myself in that area. Um, so all along I had been seeking security opportunities and just felt it was the time to make that move and looking for something new or a new ankle on what I had already been
0: doing. Sure, sure, that is, and uh, doctor, what what made you change?
1: Um, thanks for the introduction Nilofer, and thanks for putting this web together. So basically what made me change my career into IT security is um, while I was working as a business analyst for um, the technical services groups, technical project management, and all these um, other teams, I was presented with multiple opportunities where I got uh, engaged on sensitive projects, basically dealing with um, sensitive information, putting them in systems and storage that required security controls, and multiple teams engaging in multiple discussions. And all that—that that kind of intrigued and piqued my brain into thinking more into the security area. And uh, I was—I was fortunate to have been presented with uh, these multiple occasions where I could interact with other security professionals, and got a first-hand experience of what they were doing at that time and their interest, their importance in um, the IT industry protecting, you know, confidential and sensitive information of, uh, you know, customers, clients, and the company itself. So that intrigued me, and I started thinking more and more in that direction, which is basically formed the foundation for my change into a security career.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. And Paula, what is the hardest thing that you encountered? And what was one thing that you wish you knew before you started your uh, journey?
2: Um, One of the hardest things was finding opportunities when I was in IT to work hands-on on on security initiatives. And um, because, you know, where in my career um, in the IT development teams, I was in an organization of over 120 people and we had one um, lead for security that would actually be the liaison between the actual corporate security teams. And um, so so that was really hard to get to that, but I was very persistent and I agreed to, I, I got myself an opportunity to be a backup to that person and then kept working to learn everything that he learned, that he knew and that what he had been doing, cause he had actually been doing that role for several years. And um, I was managing a team as well, but kind of put myself out there to take on this extra area. And um, I, I got my opportunity at, you know, it, it took a year or so, but the lead actually had to leave for personal reasons for several months. So I got my opportunity to move into that position and, and lead for that organization. Sure. Um, something I wish I knew and, and what I want to say is, well, the hardest thing is just it's finding those opportunities, but be persistent and don't give up because you're gonna fail a few times. <laughs> so um, if you if you really want it, it'll come along and and people will notice that you're serious about you know getting into security cybersecurity and learning more. Um, something I wish I knew is um, once I did get to cybersecurity proper, we'll say as a, in this um, corporate team, I noticed how difficult it is to get um, development and business, business people when you're working with them on their IT projects how difficult it is to get them to see from a security perspective and to find that balance between security and functionality for you know, whoever the customer of your system is. So I think some of the skills that I acquired in my career as far as being able to translate technical to business really helped me there, but it, it was a difficult transition and, and I've learned a lot.
0: And uh, so, okay, so the thing that we learned from you is that you were extremely persistent, and you didn't give up. Like uh, one year is a long time for people. anybody who's not like seriously interested in to keep on pursuing, keep on learning, keep on like volunteering for yeah, opportunities.
2: Yeah, because you still have to do the rest of your IT career, whatever your responsibilities are, and then you put yourself out there and take on more and be persistent about it.
0: Yes. And um, uh, doctor, what, do you, what was your experience and what, what was the hardest thing that you encountered?
1: First of all, yeah, I, I would like to talk about the hardest thing that I encountered when I transitioned from a uh, business analyst slash project manager type of role into a full-fledged, full-time uh, role where I was managing um, IT security risk. Um, my my transition was internal basically i moved from one group that is responsible for managing process uh, managing projects and also putting together business requirements into technical requirements like in a ba role um that was my group and when i moved to the it security role it was a group that was totally oriented and totally um established within the company as a sole group that was responsible for information security for the entire enterprise. So it was a huge transition for me, not only interacting with my own team and within the larger group with varied uh, technical uh, skills within security and also within engineering and other um, highly focused job roles, such as, you know, information privacy, legal security and legal privacy and all these people. So I had the opportunity to interact with them. But the hardest part for me was to manage the different channels of uh, information sources that were coming to me and the number of uh, 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 communication chains I had to um, manage and absorb all that information. And also in a company where I've been uh, seen as and marked as a a person, you know, from a business analyst and a project manager background in suddenly transitioning into an IT security role, managing security risk. That that, uh, image was etched into many people's brains, but um, I, I struggled a little bit to market myself to establish uh, my uh, role as a security analyst and also be able to communicate, contact, proactively uh, go out and say, hey, you know, this is what uh, I've changed to and this is my knowledge. Basically, every, every step of the way, I had to prove my uh, knowledge and my ability. That was uh, one of the biggest challenges. And for your next question as to what was one thing that I had known before I transitioned um, is I knew what I was getting into because it is a totally uh, different uh, line of business, line of uh, responsibility for me when I moved into an IT security risk analyst role. Um, but uh, what I did not foresee was uh, that there is no way I could rest my mind. There, there was going to be uh, as little possibility of you know relaxing. You in a, in a risk analyst role, you are constantly thinking, constantly learning, and constantly being challenged with new um, topics, new situations, and also new uh, areas where you have to explore further and th- think creatively. So that I uh. I do not complain about it because I enjoy that.
2: Nellafer, we can't hear you. Or I can't.
1: Yeah, no, we can't hear you, Nellafer.
2: Well, maybe we should go on to the next questions.
1: I think so. Yeah, let's let's move on to the next slide and see. Okay, yeah. you want to talk about your education? Um, that question, education experience sure. and certifications. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, as far as education and uh, formal education, I mean, I've worked for a Fortune 50 company um, my whole career, most of it, and. um In that case, yes, I think you at least need a bachelor's degree. It doesn't, um, engineering and computer science, if you're in IT, you probably have that already. Um, I guess I'm not sure what the question is, but um, for cybersecurity, and and it differs for smaller companies. I I have colleagues who work for smaller companies and might have an associate's degree, but they have certifications. So it, it depends how you market yourself and how you've, um, built your knowledge base and that you can project that if in in interviews. So if you have a and if you or if you have a lot of work experience, sometimes that balances out if you don't have that formal degree. I gotta say in a Fortune 50 company nowadays, I, I really do see a bachelor's degree as a minimum. But um the other thing on cybersecurity certifications, I really think you can pursue those and pass the exams. You may not be able to actually get the certification until you have some experience because a lot of those require some of your experience. But um, showing that you've passed the exam and, and can do that has a lot, it goes far as well. Sasi? Uh,
1: I agree, Paula, that, that is very true. I mean, basically I come from... A, Life sciences background. My formal education as a foundation was in life sciences, but when I did actually make the move uh, into security, I was able to. Um, I was given. You know, I was able to get my master's in information systems management. Um, that 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 was my foundation stone for a formal career into uh, risk management, into a security uh, role. Um, definitely, um, uh, the way you, you express your experience, the way you market yourself is definitely a big contributor into being able to change your careers into the security area. Uh, certifications, as Paula mentioned, definitely a lot of certifications require you to have some experience in a security-related to- role to be able to really get the full-fledged certification. But there are still some certifications out there that do not require the experience. They only require your educational or basically a study-based certification that you could um, do on your own or go to a class somewhere from a private organization or even you know if you have had some formal education in a technical college or um, any other uh, college you would be able to apply the that knowledge in a, in getting these certifications and that would definitely be a plus point on the resume you know when you are actually applying for positions uh, whether internally or outside your company to change
2: into a security role good good point sasi um, yeah. one thing i wanted to add which i mentioned earlier but it's worth repeating if you don't have experience i think in, in your nit, I, I really feel that you have to reach out. You have to ask your leaders, look for a mentor, mentor um, who does have some security type role, and you know try to get some try to um, get some opportunities to actually have some responsibilities that are security related. That's a good way to break in
1: totally agree Paula that that is very true i missed stating that point from my experience too i've had to get very good mentors who were actually already in a security role who kind of paved my way into thinking into more into the security areas and also helped me, um, you know, put me out there as a, a potential candidate for any future positions within the company. And that is how I was able to, um, you know, market myself, you know, reach out to the contacts and be available for any opportunities. So that's how I got my opportunity too. So that's a very good point. Having a mentor who is already in a security role is, is very useful.
2: Yes, I, yeah, I agree. Um, one of the questions Nilifer has here is about certifications, if they're required or nice to have. And um, I know in my experience in cybersecurity, at least one certification is required but a lot of times you don't have to have it coming in you need to acquire it in say a year from taking a position or something i can't speak for other organizations or companies but um i think if you're like i said earlier if you show that you can pass the exam um and you don't have the experience. And, and some of those, it's very difficult to pass the exam if you don't have the experience, I know that. But um, I, I think there's things that you can, again, market yourself and, and show that you've done the work and maybe get some of the less um, strenuous certifications so that you're showing a path towards security.
1: Definitely, Paula, yeah. So, uh, having certifications is definitely, uh, the certifications are a testimonial that you have have, uh, attained, you have attained a certain number of years of experience and you have the knowledge necessary to be certified as such. That definitely is a testimonial, but some companies require them. For you to have them before you even come or get into a job within the within their security organization, but some companies, as Paula said, you know, they require you to have uh, at least one certification, like within the first six months or one year after your employment. But I have not seen that as a minimum necessity for uh, many positions within the security organizations. Not all positions require you to have a certification before you even get into that job.
2: Okay, Nelifer, are you back online yet? (laughs) Okay. Okay, yeah. Going. Um, I guess the next, the attributes required for breaking into security. Um, You wanna talk about mindset, soft skills? You wanna go ahead and give your opinion first?
1: Sure thing, Paula, thank you, yes. Mindset is definitely your way of thinking, your attitude towards security definitely matters um you You need to have that appreciation for um what really is uh, you know securing information, what information is uh you think. Um, needs to be protected, needs to be kept confidential, needs to be shared only on a need-only basis. These are the basic tenets, basic thinking channels that require um, you to, you know, uh, have a certain attitude towards information, towards security, towards what uh, an organization needs to uh, protect in order to um, satisfy Certain corporate policy requirements, government requirements, you know, legal requirements and things like that. Basically, your attitude at looking at uh, the information perspective, that mindset is definitely a plus point. And from a soft skills perspective, um, good communication skills. You need to be able to express uh, your opinion clearly and concisely and um, be appreciative of the fact that not everybody thinks, um, the same way about information because there, there are people who are very free with their personal information. There are people who are very careful with what they share, how they, uh, share and things like that. So, um, th- those skills, um, you know, being appreciative of others' thoughts, processes and, and opinions and also being able to clearly, um, state your opinions and your thoughts um without without hindrance. That I would say is uh, a basic, you know, requirement for any form of, you know, work, but for security, that definitely is a is a big thing.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah and, and um for, for Rachel, Ray- hey. hey,
3: Nelfer, is that you? Yes. Hi, hey guys, hi, I'm back.
2: Okay. Uh, we're, okay. we're we're
3: going um, yeah
2: questions
3: yeah, yes thank you thank you for continuing i'm just back on audio unfortunately there is some kind of an issue but that's fine uh, i will try and like uh, answer the uh, questions that are um, uh, on on youtube available thank you for continuing and uh, i i know that you know we we covered like what made you transition into it and i i when i joined back you guys were talking about education experience or certifications which were required um, and uh, if they were like nice to have or that was something that uh, is needed and uh, uh, i want to now come to the soft skills right what are the attributes required for breaking into cybersecurity? Uh, like what mindset soft skills and what else like so i i'm just like uh, want to understand that one of the things that paula spoke right away and even uh, doctor had uh, mentioned was that uh, persistence, right? And what the hardest thing that he found was that, that he had to like remarket himself saying that, yes, I'm this business analyst uh, and uh, project manager. And now I'm like a cybersecurity um, analyst kind of thing. So, so if you can uh, talk a little bit about that, uh, Paula.
2: Okay, sure. Um, before you got on here, uh doctor, he talked a little bit about that as well already, but I'll just add to what he said that, um, at, and I, I mentioned this before, this is a recurring theme for me. You need to be open to new opportunities and be prepared for those opportunities. Um, so, so have a plan. I mean, that's, that is a skill that you have a long-term plan and that you, ha- and you have a short-term strategy to get there. But, um, some other things I think that are really important is critical thinking, especially in, I, I'm in risk management and a uh, part, you know, a big part of my job is uh, talking to people, understanding projects, understanding them very deeply. And you, you have to have that skill of being able to, to ask leading questions and really critically think about those answers and if they make sense and to to continue lines of questions when they don't make sense. So you don't just take, you don't ask yes or no questions. And and that's a skill you have to build because, um, and and you have to work on that. That's something you can work on in IT. We all, I mean, that's just something that's very valuable.
3: True, true. And uh, we have a question from someone who says that they are in uh, privacy and uh, pi- privacy protection, and is there a way to leverage that towards uh, cybersecurity? So, Doctor, can you take that?
1: Sure, yeah, Pri- privacy is, uh, information privacy is definitely a critical part of uh, the security teams and organizations that are entrusted with the protecting information. So, information privacy is definitely uh, a, a step into the cybersecurity arena. Um, in information privacy is one of the main things that drives security controls around information. So if you are already into information privacy, I would say continue working towards um, establishing more knowledge into the security area where you start learning about how IT systems treat, store, process the private information of uh, anybody. It could be individuals. It could be your own corporate uh, private information, or it could be your clients' uh, private information. But once you are um, making your inroads into the technical aspects of protecting privacy, it is um, definitely going to help in changing into a completely cybersecurity-oriented job or role.
3: Okay, that helps. And uh, there is, uh, oh, yeah, okay. So, uh, Paula, there is a question for you. Are we just like taking a break from our uh, regular thing to answer these questions? Uh, okay. Paula, you have this uh, Open Fair certification, and um, there are people on the live stream who want to know what that is. And um, if you can talk a little bit about that and what 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 that quantif- risk quantification does.
2: Sure. Um, in in risk management, uh, most companies use a qualitative model, which means we uh, ju- we quantify or I'm sorry, we um, identify risk by if it's low, medium, significant, things like that. So. We look at risk scenarios and we try to rank those and give them a rating. Now what quantitative risk analysis is, is actually tying those risk reviews and risk information to numbers and dollars so that we're actually taking um, these risk scenarios and we can tell the business or whoever the project owner is or our it partners if this happens if this risk scenario actually occurs this is how much money you're going to lose um that is a hugely valuable piece and it would it helps leaders make decisions based on do i spend this money you know i have the certain budget do I put all these security controls in here to prevent uh, the probability of you know, this much loss? It gives them s- a, something tangible to do a cost-benefit analysis when you're actually looking at your secu- security controls in your security environment.
3: Sure, sure, thank you. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, and, and, and for somebody who is like trying to transition, uh, would you say that the, that uh, learning about risk quantification and uh, getting even certified would that uh, be helpful?
2: Yes, yes. And there's some um, actually, if you just go look up the fair, um, fair risk model, there's some good books, and those would help you. And there's prep classes. Um, you could actually get that certification. Um, they do not require experience, so that is something you can learn about. And get certification without having that experience.
3: Okay, all right, thanks uh, so much. And uh, now coming back to uh, what doctor was saying, right? Like, to he had to maybe rebrand himself. And um, so, doctor, how much is networking important, and how how much? Like was uh, like reaching out to meet people, et cetera, Important in your uh, rebranding and in your uh, transitioning from IT to a cybersecurity role.
1: Good question. Network is definitely important. It is it is not only important for uh, just cybersecurity jobs or any IT related jobs, but for anything. Your your presence need to be known. You have to make people know that you are here for to and open to opportunities and you're here with these skills or with this attitude or with this ability and you're ready to give. Basically that's what is needed. Let people know your interests, connect with them, talk to them about their their current job, talk to them about the possibilities that you can satisfy within their respective organizations, or in an organization, or in a group or a team, where you could be a part and be able to contribute for the for the for the team and for the role that is in, that you have in mind, or for a role that you see posted internally, or that is uh, there is an open rec. Let let people know that you are ready to take on that challenge, and let people know that you are available, that you are anxious, you are interested, and definitely networking is a is a huge factor in being able to uh, get a job, and especially for cybersecurity, yeah, you need to associate yourself with uh, people either who are, who are already in that role or you know actively pursuing that role. You you could be one of the people. I mean, one of a group of or a team of people trying for uh, a change in career into cybersecurity. So you can all work together. If one knows some, well, one person knows about an opportunity. You know, maybe another person can also try within the same organization or team. They, that helps each other. Like their experiences help you. Their even if you have somebody who's already in the cybersecurity role, they have made that transition you know, sometime back in their career. So that, knowing that experience, talking to them definitely helps.
3: Sure, thanks. And uh, just like you are helping out, I hope like more people would, you know, uh, who now who are in a cybersecurity role, uh, help others to, you know, who are interested and, and, and make those connections and help people um, and provide them with advice on what to do, etc. So So that that really helps. Um, Paula, uh, how important do you think is networking and uh, working with other people in, in in your transition? And what do you is that true even today? Like, do you um, n- n- like emphasize on people going and reaching out to people to learn about how they made their journey, and does that help?
2: Yeah, yes, definitely. Um, and and in my journey. Um, I I did look externally and talked with my external network outside of my company, but then also, and and I think Sassy talked a bit about that, but what I also did to make that transition is I reached out, I watched the job postings and security and I looked at where there were opportunities and I read job, job descriptions and if I saw something that interested me, I reached out and made a connection with that leader or the hiring manager. I may have also even applied for it if I could have met those um, qualifications, not even not knowing if it was the greatest fit. And and some of them weren't. I mean, but I I treated those interviews like research, and I made a really good connection with somebody in the cybersecurity organization, and they and they. Actually, how I I got the position I did was making an impression on one person and then them suggesting that I apply for another position that was open. So um, keep your options open, keep looking, and keep making connections internally and externally. It it is very important.
3: Sure. And uh, when you say that you applied for a bunch of jobs, um to just like learn about like what what questions they were asking or maybe to get a feel for you know the role etc um yeah. i i find that like uh, yeah that, that 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 that's a very good uh, um um uh, information you know for people who are just now thinking that they are not there yet and how do they uh transition etc but uh, what about uh, did you apply like internally or did you apply like externally? And those job interviews were they within your company or were they like outside?
2: No, in my case, they were internal, and I, I build up my network in cybersecurity internally. And I, and I knew people from my IT experience that had already transitioned to cybersecurity. So um, all of those connections you have in your current position you can use, you know, you can talk to those people. And I think um, Sassi alluded to this, that, you know, you can um, rely on people that, and ask for their input, and, and they will guide you. And I, I feel like, um, it, now one of the things I did, I, I've seen people run into is they may, like I said, I applied for positions and interviewed for those. Now you have to have some minimum Uh, requirements to even get an interview a lot of times so um, if you don't you can reach out and I did to early on because I told you it took me a couple of years to actually make that transition Um, reach out to that hiring manager and ask for some pointers and build that connection but mine were um, internal
3: millifer no, that that is good. That Yeah, that really helps. Besides, by getting an interview, like they said, okay, you've already qualified, right? And now they wanted to see um, and talk with you, et cetera, right? To to make sure. Because I think that that is the first thing. When, when you get an interview, that means that you have qualified. They have checked out your uh, resume and everything and you qualify for the role, right? And that's why they're calling you for an interview. Because otherwise, if it was like, no match at all. You probably won't get. Why would they waste their time talking with you, right? So I yeah. think that was that is that is a very good uh, tip that you have shared today, um, doctor. Coming to you, do you do you think that having like product specific certifications, like for cyberark, or any other way with, with cyberark, basically deals with identity and access management. All products have their certifications. Does that help? Uh, in uh, moving the needle in your favor or uh, what do you have to say about that? My
1: my opinion is any knowledge gained never goes waste. Basically, if you are gaining knowledge, specific knowledge about a specific product, Yes, definitely that contributes to your career or definitely that contributes to your ability to market yourself for a particular position. But also you have to keep in mind that that particular product needs to be a product that the organization is already using or at least planning to use. Those kind of opportunities arise. Definitely, there are companies that adopt new technology that purchase um, agreements uh, for collaboration with other identity management products or products, uh, you know, companies that are already into consulting with with the identity and access management or any other specific products like, you know, even quantitative risk management that Paula talked about. You know, if there are companies that are already in the process of, Obtaining or acquiring a technology or a product for their internal use, then you would definitely can, uh, you know, stand a better chance of getting uh, an opportunity to work for that organization. But if they are not, it will also already be a, a, a plus point, a feather in your cap, if you know about a technology because the concept may not be just attributed to the product itself. The concept, mm-hmm. say for example. Identity and Access Management, there are many, many big companies, Fortune 50 companies that provide such kind of products. Even if you have knowledge or a product certification in one product, that doesn't mean that the concept behind it cannot be applied to another product. So that definitely also is a feather in your cap. It's 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 an added plus point on your resume. When you say you, you know a product, then you are Able to also talk about what the product is used for, what is the concept behind uh, the product usage that is going to be helpful for a, for a, for an organization. You can you can even market yourself from that direction.
3: Sure, sure, yeah, that that was what I was thinking because even like suppose now you you go, went through the certifications and in most uh, certifications or most products there are like user groups, there are like places where you know people hang out who have that certification There are like forums, et cetera. Now you can even uh, network with people who work in different companies and who have like installed or who have implemented those systems and products. And so that brings you uh, to, you know, like closer to uh, where you want to be. Um, And, and that was, that was one of the things that I was thinking and uh, um, you know, because product certification, because there are so many, so many roles, so many jobs, in, uh, and so many domains in cybersecurity, uh, when you are in IT, it becomes like a natural progression to move into something else. And uh, coming to, like, um, uh, suppose, like, uh, if, if, I, if I decide, like, I need to upskill or retrain, uh, how would you go about doing that?
1: Is that question for me? Nilofar
3: oh you can take yeah you can take it and then i'm going to ask the same to Paula because uh, uh, she would also have some interesting uh, take on it can you
1: repeat the question once again nilofar
3: the question is that uh, did you have to upskill or retrain and does somebody from it need to upskill or retrain to make them more marketable towards uh, a a cybersecurity career uh,
1: definitely uh, i Definitely encourage people to upskill and retrain. Uh, if they are already in an IT uh, role, definitely go after seeking um, more security-related or cybersecurity-related um, certifications or knowledge or even academic education, um, which is what I did personally. I um, went to college back again uh, to Get a master's degree in management information systems with a focus in security, and that formed the basis for uh, my application to transition into a cybersecurity role. Um, That and I did not stop there, as you can see. You know, I went on (laughs) to on a six-year journey getting my doctoral degree in information security. So, I mean, it's. Uh, developing knowledge is 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 a continuous process you cannot just relax or stay back and say okay i'm done with with learning no learning is a process that you have to um go through on a daily basis you have to acquire new knowledge you know you you have to be up to date with what's going on in the in the industry or what's going on in the world i mean it is it is a, a journey you take throughout your life so uh, you know, up, upskilling or, you know, retraining yourself is always a plus point. Sure, sure.
3: And I think that is a theme that I'm seeing, like, every guest who's coming, uh, lifelong learner, right? That is one of mm-hmm. the things that uh, everybody. And now coming back to Paula, so did you have to upskill or retrain? Because I know, like, you taught yourself a bunch of languages and scripting yep. and everything. So
2: Yeah, that's kind of been a theme of my whole career. in and- And to tell you the truth, one thing I I didn't mention in my bio, I actually started as an accountant for four years before I transitioned into IT. So, um, I, I've done that. I've upskilled, I've, I've changed. Um, I, and and all of it attributed to taking those new, I, I look, I look for a challenge. I look for something that's interesting. Um, I value, um, Liking my job and liking to come to it, we all um, you you have to have that zest and that that that's what's going to make you successful. And what's that old saying that preparation plus luck is uh, that's what success. I don't know how that goes, but um, <laughs> it's, it's but that
1: conveys the meaning, Paula. That is exactly what it is. I totally yeah, agree. You
2: have to yeah. Be preparing your whole life, and that sounds really daunting. I, I know, but you, you don't have to let it be like that. Like um, when I wanted to move to cybersecurity, um, it, actually I was in the middle of getting my MBA. Um, I had just started my MBA studies and I always wanted to get an MBA because like I, that's why I said I started as an accountant. So personally, that was always a goal to me, but I, I my focus in my MBA studies was IT systems. And when I decided Hey, I want to move to cybersecurity. I switched my um, concentration and moved my classes to be for information security. And then I, some of the other things I said, um, I was upskilling in the job I, I had at that point. So you know, reaching out, taking on new responsibilities, and um, learning new skills. There's there's so much. There's so many training opportunities on the internet that um, anything that you need to learn about, I mean, I can tell you in my IT career, I mean, I got to say some of that was through books because there weren't as many resources on the internet, (laughs) but um, that's how I learned. So, you know, um, don't wait for an opportunity, be ready for it.
3: Sure, sure. Thanks. And um, coming back to like our theme that, you know, like lifelong learner and uh, trying to prepare for it every, every single minute, um, there is a question and um, he's asking, uh, how do you know you are prepared enough to make the transition and go for interviews? So my answer to it would be like, okay, you apply for something and if you're not getting an in the interview, then you're not, they don't think you are like prepared but I want to know your, uh, Paula, your experience because of what you discussed, and then I will go to the uh, doctor and ask him what he has to say.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree with what you just said, Nelfer. Um, really, you can start applying. Um, you, can, you can read in job descriptions if you, there's usually minimum requirements, and then there's extended requirements. And you may not be the best candidate, or you might not have all those extended requirements, but if you have those basic ones, I would tell you to apply and go talk to these people and, and get a feel for what they do. Because you may go to an interview and find out that's not a part of cybersecurity you're interested in and, um, and, and you're not ready for it. But those people will tell you when you're in an interview what you need to do. If that is something you want to do, they will, and, and a lot of times they will help you um, define a path to get there. So um, that's really important. Sure. Sure.
3: So, yeah, definitely. And and doctor, do you want to add something to it? Because I'm sure.
1: Uh. Sure. Yeah. I mean, unless you apply for jobs, as, as Paula mentioned, there is always a minimum set of skills that a job requires, the hiring manager is looking for. So unless you are satisfied that you are meeting the minimum requirements, you won't be able to present yourself. So make your necessary preparations to meet the minimum requirements and and go go forth apply for the position go for the interview and if you if you're not the right candidate yeah you may not be the right candidate for for the, for the job but that doesn't mean that you stop there you get your feedback from the hiring manager or your peers or people who are already in the job as to hey i developed these basic skills this is what i presented but it seems like i did not Meet the conditions or whatever. But as I said, you know, learning is a continuous process. You can always learn more. You can always go find out people who are already in the job as to, you know, how they are doing. Maybe there is something in their day to day uh, job that, you know, a skill that is required in their day to day job that you may not have or may not have exhibited in the interview. So, Definitely, you know, going, going after feedback is a very good way of making yourself or give you, yourself the assurance that you are going in the right direction to prepare yourself for, for a job that you have in mind.
3: Okay, sure, sure. So, so, so that was like, um, there is a question hundreds and thousands of hours of learning materials related to cybersecurity. However, how do I distinguish which is more relevant and what should we focus on my time into and uh, my answer is first know yourself right and Mm -hmm. find out like what do you want to do what what there is like so many roles in cyber security right so which role are you interested in and that is my starting point but uh paula how would you answer that question
2: yeah i think um right you, you need to know yourself and your interests cyber and i was thinking that when um you know, a little bit ago, the cybersecurity, I mean, I'm in risk management. Um, that's one part of cybersecurity. Um, if you're in IT now, something, um, and, and if you work for a big company, sometimes that's segmented out into a lot of different teams. So you might be more interested in um, code scanning, like vulnerability scans, and that type of um, activity. So um I think you just got to know what and I actually counseled someone who was in the IT team that I, I used to be in and he you know he was asking me about risk management and and I really told him I said you know for what you do you write co-, he's a programmer he writes code that I mean that's that's what he does all day is he's you know he does uh, java coding and um, I said you might be more interested and, and he can actually get some experience in this because they run um, scans on their code and there's repositories and they can learn more about that. But you really have to hone in on what your interests and what's most likely to be a good path for you based on your experience. Um, so, And do your research on cybersecurity areas. If you're in a small company, you might end up being a cybersecurity jack of all trades that you just do everything. But if you're in a large company, there's more specific opportunities. So you have to do your research.
3: Sure, sure, thanks. Um, Another thing, like, uh, should a person who's like running uh, some kind of like an IT shop or is working in one, should they like look for cybersecurity opportunities within their uh, team, like within their organization or should they like look out and like uh, maybe apply outside their company? Uh, what, what is your advice, doctor?
1: I would say uh, definitely if you are already in an IT role, you can, and, and if you already have within that organization, the organization already has a security um, role or a team or an, or an organization, you can be become a liaison between your own role and the cybersecurity role that you already have or cybersecurity team that is already out there. By becoming that liaison between IT and cybersecurity, you can not only acquire uh, knowledge as to what aspects of IT are supported by uh, a security organization or a security team, and also that gives you the opportunity to learn New things uh, new technology that is being used uh, for securing information you know the sec- you know the technology that the security team is looking to bring in to serve the organization's security requirements so aligning yourself uh, if you are already in an i t role towards functions that require um, either li- being as a liaison for security or Being even on a a joint role where you are functioning uh, in a security-oriented job, that definitely helps.
3: Sure, sure. Thanks. And um, now, like, uh, summing up, uh, I think I'm just, like, uh, summarizing everything that we spoke so far. First thing is know yourself, right? Right. And research whatever job roles you want to transition towards, upskill and retrain as you go through your daily life and and work. You're working through your regular job. It is it is yes, it is a lot, right? But I, I think like it's totally worth it when you're trying trying to transition into a uh, into another career and trying to uh, find out what that career looks like. Uh, what else do you? do you have to add Paula? What, what else should a person be doing?
2: I, I really think you have to have a long-term plan. Even, even if you're just looking a year or two out, um, you have to kind of think of your strategy to get there um, and, and be working that, that strategy tactically every day in what you do. So, um, and you're going to run into obstacles and you might have to change that strategy to get there. But don't get discouraged, and um, just kind of, you know, you're going to learn every day, and, and make that make that um, learning experience build you up to when that opportunity presents itself.
3: Sure, sure. And uh, doctor, uh, can you share your insight?
1: Sure. Uh, perseverance. Again, you know, uh, you should be the basic qualities must be. You must be resilient. You must. Continue to work towards your goal. Set a goal for yourself. Continue to work towards it, you know, from an education perspective, from a training perspective, even, even you know, reading, general reading also. Read. Keep developing your skills. Don't give up. If you have a particular role in the company, keep looking out for, you know, the skills that are required to fulfill that role or, you know, just be a constant learner. Keep upgrading your knowledge. It doesn't need to be, you know, a, a certification or a college credit or something like that. Be, be abreast of what is going on in, uh, in the industry, in the, in the cybersecurity area, and any, any role or job that you are looking at or, or a particular skill that you are wanting to develop or market yourself for. Keep learning.
3: So Paula, would you advise somebody who is in IT and has has their mindset on a certain certain uh, role within like um, their company or some or another outside uh, firm, but uh, they cannot they, they went there they took interviews and uh, they did not qualify? Would you say that okay, take some other role within uh, that organization and then work your way through? Would would that uh, be your advice? Yeah. Like what, what do you, what yeah. is your insight on that?
2: And you may take another role in your IT organization that is gonna enable you to be that liaison with security and get those skills. I mean, not just, yeah, that's why that's what I was saying about a long-term plan. You might get a setback because you're just not getting those, um, you're not getting that job you want. Um, you might have to pivot and look at some other positions like what you're saying, Nolifer, and, and get your foot in the door. And sometimes it could even be in your IT organization. You can become that SME through your learning. Um, you know, make yourself a subject matter expert in where you are. And if it's going to be in security, um, that will be that will be noticed.
3: Sure, sure. And um, now uh, to conclude, we are. Everybody is in lockdown. Everybody is like um, we are like locked down and in quarantine and things and just now you have time so I mean people would say like oh yeah I would like to change my career I do not have time I would like to do this I do not have time so now you have the time if you do not like get on the other side with another skill with with something that brings you closer to your dream job I think it is a lack of discipline that you need to work on right Paula what do you think and uh, doctor what do you say
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. It does take discipline, and during lockdown, this is a this can be a great opportunity. Everybody has a a personal, a different personal experience for lockdown, and some may have more time or less time. But um, I I think if you take this opportunity and be disciplined, you you can um, actually add to your um, your skill set and
1: work on those areas. Sure, uh, yeah, doctor. I would say the same. Yeah, I would say the same Milo for, I mean, make, make the best use of the time that you have. You know, most people commute to work. Um, you, now is the time when you're not putting that time, extra time into commuting, getting ready to go to your job or, you know, be on the road and things like that. So, and you're, you're also not going out shopping so often and things like so, yeah, this is a right time to sit and rethink and replan your uh, daily routine or daily deliverables, so that you can you can get take some time out of your day and start developing new skills or new uh, knowledge about something that you you would think would be useful for a career change.
3: Thank you, thank you so much, Paula and uh, Doctor thank you so much for taking time of your busy um, busy work schedule and like today is your day off and you've got up early to help us out here and uh, i i really appreciate what you are doing volunteering your time like extending your help helping people move forward especially during this t- tough time where you know there are a lot of like people are uncertain about their jobs and what they are trying to do next etc so thank you so much for joining me today and we've got like 18 people on, on, online with us right now um, in the live stream. So you are making a difference. You are helping out people. I appreciate it. And I will bring you back another time because there are a lot of questions going on. Uh, next week, I have with me Chris Novak and John Grimm, uh, who have led incident response and threat research teams. Their teams are ready to respond at a moment's notice to investigate cybersecurity breaches around the world or analyze the most malicious uh, uh, malware. Chris Novak's team annually publishes the Database Breach Investigation Report. Please check out their profiles on LinkedIn, Chris Novak and John Grimm. And uh, next week, we will meet and find out like what are the different opportunities available in cyber investigation, careers, and how you can get one and what do you need to be there. So please join me next. It will take me a few minutes to figure out how to close this live stream. But thank you so much, uh, doctor. And um, I really appreciate Paula and uh, doctor, both of you, t- for taking the time to speak with everybody over here.
2: Well, and thank, thank you, you Milo, for together. You're
3: welcome. Great opportunity. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks.
1: Thanks. Bye-bye.
3: Bye.